Hey mamas, we see you doing all the things like wiping the runny noses while washing the dishes, trying to schedule the doctor's appointment and still pay attention to that conference call. And then we see you feeling all of the feelings, that sigh of relief at the end of the day when for at least 30 seconds, the house is completely quiet. The guilt you feel over the books that you didn't read or the kind words that you didn't say. We know that the collision between motherhood and mental health is a real thing and not enough people are talking about it. So come have a chat with us. Grab your favorite dinner that doesn't require you to do the dishes and take a seat on our couch. This is Takeout Sessions. So we're just going to go with this. Hey, guys, welcome back to Takeout Sessions. (laughs) Grab your tea or your coffee and buckle up buttercup for this Tuesday night edition where we are already we are already ready to go. It's been a day, a weekend. And it's summer. It's it's officially summer. summer. It's officially summer, although Central Virginia weather has not Mm -hmm. received the memo. It's chilly. I'm convinced it's because I put my summer clothes away last Wednesday, actually. Last Wednesday, I was like, I'm going to put the summer clothes away. And I'm going to pull, I'm sorry, backwards. I put the winter clothes away and pulled the ones out. I swear it's because of that. I don't know. But yeah, it is cold. We're like in sweatshirts drinking hot tea. So Memorial Day was yesterday. So rainy and nasty. We bought burgers to grill and I put them in the freezer. I was like, just, just no. We're just not doing this tonight. Just ain't going to work. We're just going to, you know, go with it. Just going to go with it. So, um, at some point, a child or a husband is going to bolt in here and say that they were not well informed that we were podcasting, but it's cool. It's cool. Tuesday night editions of takeout sessions. Okay. So have you had any good takeout recently? Hmm. Besides sushi. You always have sushi. I do. I do. I do. Why do I feel like I had something? Ooh, 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 ooh. Yes, so I got the noodles from the noodle company. Oh, you went to the noodle company? I did. I didn't tell you. You went without me. We were supposed to do the noodle <laughs> company together. I just didn't yeah. tell you. I almost texted you. I was like, I can't do that to her. That would be very wrong. That would be very wrong. So what so, did yeah, you get? I, I got the Japanese pan-fried noodles. And they were delicious. That sounds so good. Um, My mom got the linguine, which is the low-carb noodles. Okay. um, In some kind of like tomato, spicy tomato sauce. Um, And that was really good. That sounds so good. We're going to have to do that. That's on our list for in-person recording, which will happen. Again, one day. It's on our bucket list of all the things that we need to do. What about you? Uh, I had a frozen cold brew from Joe Beans today. And apart from that, it has been so busy and chaotic. I don't think I've had any actual takeout. I think it's been like whatever we could grab and go. Yeah, we have not, we have not been anywhere to eat, I don't think, other than... We were in Danville last, 
everything I talk about recently is coffee or ice cream tells you the state of my life. But we did go to Danville a couple weekends ago and they have the best walk up ice cream place ever. It is amazing. Yeah. It's called Bubba. It is worth the drive. And now if you're going, this sounds like crazy, but now if you're going down Danville way, they're right next to each other. You can go to Mama Possum's and get the best burger and fries ever. And if you're you know, not on Jenna's cleanse of not eating hot dogs. You can get a hot dog as well. That was <laughs> it's very cool. unintentional. I'm not happy about this. Then <laughs> you can bounce on down to Bubba's. It's just a couple of like, like a block away. And they have hot fudge cake. Amazing. I haven't found anywhere else that actually has like a huge hunk of cake that's hot in with the vanilla ice cream and the hot fudge. So worth it. I don't know where it came from. I think they used to serve it at Shoney's back in the day, if anybody remembers such a Ooh. thing. But yeah, it is Shoney's. Yes. Yeah, Shoney's. They had the best mm-hmm. breakfast, like mm-hmm. potatoes. Oh, my goodness. And their breakfast buffet. Yes. Yes. You can get down with a breakfast buffet. You know, I think I think I might risk all of my, like, post-2020 protocols for a really good breakfast buffet in the future. But I don't think they exist anymore. Country cooking's gone. Shoney's has been gone. And the really good place in Martinsville, where I'm from, shut down over COVID. Sirloin House, that was like the thing we were always going to go to, the huge breakfast buffet. Yes. It's so sad. It's just so sad. So what we need to do is just do a beach trip. Because in Virginia Beach, there is this amazing um, breakfast buffet place oh it was so good really Mm-hmm. oh yeah and it was straight like it wasn't a franchise either it was like a mom and pops See, those are the best ones oh, so are. good they always have i always love the french toast sticks i know like mm-hmm. so ridiculous with the french toast sticks and then the eggs with that cheese sauce i know oh, it's yeah. like straight out of a carton mm-hmm. but there's no other time it would be good but mm-hmm. on that breakfast buffet. <laughs> so good. Delicious. Oh my goodness. Okay. So it's been nuts. We talked about May Simber last week mm-hmm. and we've, we've been talking about Jenna and I have been talking about May Simber all month It is the end of May. It is, there's one more day. There's one more day in May. Anna Lee was so excited. She flipped the calendar. She wanted to see like the new picture <laughs> and she's like, it's the last day of May. And I was like, no, honey, no, that's like <laughs> tomorrow. And she's like, but all you said, and I was like, well, daddy, it's confused. Also, we all want May to be over as well. <laughs> May will never be over. Never be over. It's going to last forever. There's been so many things like the amount, I feel kind of bad for even saying that I've had a lot going on because I didn't actually have a kid graduate like you did or any of those things, but we went a solid two weeks with a commitment of some sort every single day on top of like normal stuff, like working and family commitments. I think it started around mother's day Mm -hmm. and that was the week of doctor's appointments and it just never stopped. And who it's, it's been a month. It's been a month. So and as our grand slam bang finish after graduation, Gray got sick. 
Of course. Why not? It wouldn't be a celebration without an illness post or pre. Very true. It's very true. We thought I was sick. Now we're pretty sure that like my autoimmune disorder is just out of whack because you know what? What's a Monday without, you know, yourself attacking yourself? Why? Why would we not do that either? But (laughs) with all of the things that have been going on, um, I knew I had like eight sessions today, which I did have a cancellation here or there. And Tuesdays, I've worked really hard to like make the summer schedule. So it's like conducive to children and what they need to do and the places they need to get. Um, And I have worked with like figure, I've played so many scenarios to get the summer schedule down. And I felt like I finally had accomplishment and I got a short work day on Tuesdays with most of our children activities being on those days too. And then last night I was just like, my throat hurts. I can't hardly talk. Like we're, we're not going to do music class tomorrow morning. And I texted and I rescheduled and I immediately felt guilty. And I had this whole conversation with myself in my head, which is PS we're good with conversations in your head. As long as you recognize it's still you talking perfectly normal, 100% acceptable. As long as you know, it's you. We're good. (laughs) I was like, I feel so bad for canceling this thing that I know Annalie really wants to do. Mm. And then I was like, well, Jenna would tell you like, this is what you need to do for yourself. And then I was like, but I feel bad because she really went. And Jenna would say, don't you worry about that. You have to fill up your cup before you can fill up anybody else's. And I said, we're going to talk about this on the podcast tonight and actually have the whole conversation because I think something she's laughing because that's exactly what she would have said to me, except in slightly more aggressive tones. (laughs) Just a little. I'm not that aggressive. Slight aggression. It's a little bit of aggression, but it it was an opportunity to not spend like two-ish hours this morning. I won't go as far as to say that they were restful because I don't think that they were. Everybody woke up on their home side of the bed this morning and I still had to talk a lot, but yeah, I think that we would have told each other one thing and I think we feel very differently. And as we're going into this whole summer situation, I think it's really important to talk about boundaries that we're setting for ourselves, boundaries that we're setting with our kids and not the hard ones, like the ones that we can just like throw out. So one thing that Jenna and I say to each other, like frequently is keep it moving. We Uh got to keep it moving. So tonight we're going to talk about keeping it moving through summer with all the things that are going on and how we are managing boundaries with ourselves and with our kids. And Jenna, if I had come to you and I said, hey, I canceled Annalie's music lesson this morning because I felt like I really needed to rest before I went to work because it's been nuts and I can barely talk and I've got to talk to eight people today, you would have said, this is good. This is good. Did y'all sense that aggression? There was some aggression there. And I would have said, but I feel really bad because she really wanted to do this and she hasn't been anywhere in a couple of days. And you would have said but you have to take care of yourself first. And she'll be fine. She always throws she'll a be she'll fine. be fine. I do. I left that piece out. <laughs> I do. I'm always like, they'll be fine. 
but it's fine. They're good. And you know, as I was going through this whole like little scenario in my head last night, I was thinking I did reschedule. So we are going to do it like later in the week and it's perfectly fine. Ooh, but girl, it is hard. Like we beat ourselves up when we think that we've disappointed our kids or let them down in some way, even if it's at the expense of ourselves. Why do we do that? I think because we think we have to do it all perfectly. Like, and we, I think when we don't meet their expectations, like we feel like we always have to meet their expectations at times. Mm-hmm. Or we're failing, essentially, yeah. as a parent. Yes. And I, I I totally get that. So the kids came up um, today because Gray had to go to the doctors and they found that there's nothing wrong with him and there's a mystery virus out there. But afterwards, we went to eat and Corley climbed on my lap and she was like, I want you to come to Nana and Dindaz. I want us to live together. Oh, And so our routine completely changes up, guys, during the summer. My kids either are at um, either or grandparents um, during the summer. They're kind of on, off, on, off, on, off between who they see Monday through Friday. And then I get to see, well, Monday evening, more like Tuesday through Friday. And then I'll get to see them Saturday through Monday. So... Mm -hmm. There's a lot of separation for us during the summer just because I would rather them be at their grandparents' house enjoying the summer instead of in daycare, which there's nothing wrong with that, but I have that option. So, but Coralie was like, I want us to live together. And <laughs> we've been one day off of our routine. Just one day. Like this one is day. literally this is literally the first week of it for you guys. It's Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's Tuesday. And I was like, oh. oh Just like right right there in the gut, Coralie. Come on, girl. Give us a couple of days before we go, go for the, the stuff. Please give me a couple weeks. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, that that's a huge thing because regardless of what your summer looks like, your summer schedule, your schooling situation, however, I think for the majority of people who have school age children or are working parents, it has to switch up in some way because Mm -hmm. they're not in their usual routine. And that alone Mm -hmm. can be like a thing. And I was thinking about it. Like, I think I thought there wasn't going to be that much of a shift for us this year because we've just straight homeschooled and there hasn't been a ton of change. Uh, And there has been, even Mm -hmm. for homeschoolers, we, weren't going to co-op twice a week and got to quit that at the end of May, but we don't have as much structure to our day. There's a little bit more wiggle room for me to like figure out more creative ways to get my work done. And it can, it can really catch up with you and Mm -hmm. kind of like tidal wave you if you're not paying attention. So also I, I seriously don't think there's anything wrong with there being days that your kids do nothing but watch TV. Don't mm-hmm. tell the psychologist they'll come after me. But <laughs> I, I, as a mom, I know those days happen. We're going to have one mm-hmm. tomorrow. There's this little thing that counselors have to do called continuing ed credits. <laughs> and while Jenna goes gallivanting across the country tomorrow, I will be 
doing my CEs while my kids watch Mickey Mouse. <laughs> gallivanting so, across the country. Gallivanting. I mean, North Carolina is basically another country. Love North Carolina. I was swallowing my tea and it hurt. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Anyway, carrying on. So, Yeah. Our kids are giving us the business and we got to talk about, so Annalie doesn't know that she missed music class today because I think with Memorial Day weekend, she's legitimately lost track of what day of the week it is. But I know that she would have kind of acted similarly to Courtly, like, oh my gosh, but I really wanted to go. And in fact, Mm -hmm. that's one reason that one of the ways I keep it moving and Jenna and I have talked about this before. We also differ on this, but I think there's some good, good instances in both directions here. I often don't tell my kids what's happening very far in advance. I give them enough notice that they are cool with it, but especially because like post 2020, everything changes so quickly. I think that's like the one thing we can take from that and hold as a golden rule. If I know that something's going to be disappointing for her, sometimes I just don't give a lot of advance notice. Mm -hmm because she is confused about what day of the week it is. Clearly she thought June was starting tomorrow. I don't think it's going to make a a huge deal to her that we rescheduled for later in the week. We're still going, it'll be good. So, um, yeah, but typically when she gets a routine in her Mm -hmm. head about like, we go and do these things on this day, Mm -hmm. like going to visit my parents on the weekend or going to, do one of her little programs that we've done. If it's canceled for weather, if it's anything happening, if we have another commitment that keeps us from being able to do that, it causes great levels of distress that honestly, I'm just not always equipped to deal with. It's so (laughs) So hard. It is. It is. And explaining that, you know, like sometimes these are things that I can't even control. Like people are busy or they're doing something else. They're like, we have to go do this thing or we've got to put the garden in, whatever. So mm-hmm. sometimes I just don't advertise what we're doing. I think, I'll, I think because I'm not being deceitful, I'm not like hiding things from them, but I'm just not advertising it. That is one way that we keep it moving at the Herald mm-hmm. House. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, I feel like sometimes that's just what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. And then, okay, so let's talk about dealing, let's talk about your situation. You've completely changed up your summer schedule. Mm-hmm. Everything's that is, it, it's, it seems all crazy, but honestly, that change of the summer schedule, even though it's a hard shift for you guys, that is the way that you're keeping it moving. Mm-hmm. That's the way you've made it possible that they can still like enjoy their summertime Mm -hmm. and you can still see them, but still work and that you can save for other fun things to do in the year with them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Mm -hmm. Totally. The purpose behind it. That's, that's how we, that's how we do school by the year, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, because it's a lot of extra money during the summer um, that can be put away for their school the next year. Um, and I, I really like the idea of them getting to spend that time with their grandparents. Yes. Um, because they, do, they don't get that really during the school year, especially Gray, because he can't miss school anymore. Corley, it still doesn't really matter. <laughs> but they frown upon you just pulling kids out of school these days. They do. They do. Like, <laughs> oh, you're just like going to miss a couple of days? What? 
so, you know, but, and I think it's going to be, I think this year might be a little more challenging than it has mm-hmm. in years past because they're more cognizant of their own schedule and how things should be and um, being at home. Yep. So it should be interesting. I did not expect that little comment from Corley today. Yeah. That was and, and I- that, that was a little more surprising. I'm like, well, maybe this – because I, I guess all I think about it is this would – this is more difficult for me than them. Yeah. For me to be away from them. I truly truly didn't think about the fact that this also might be difficult for them, you know, because I mean, they have Mm -hmm. their people. (laughs) They're with their Nana and Dinda and Nana and Papa, you know, they, they're spoiled rotten. So I really didn't think it would phase them. And, And I think a lot of it is just like the shift out of the, because for so long that was their routine. Mm-hmm. Shifting on school schedule was a change. Mm-hmm. And now we're back. It's always just as soon as you get accustomed to something too. It's when they like throw so this is like opposite. You threw the curveball at them, but not really. Because in the long run, they are coming out on top here. They mm-hmm. just don't see it in the moment. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> oh, summertime at grandpa's in grandma's house is just like the best. So mm-hmm. it is. That, that, you're keeping it moving, even though that's a difficult decision. And I think that's one of the things is that when we set these boundaries, you know, when we set a consequence, not that these boundaries are consequences for behavior, but when we set a consequence, specifically the one that always comes up in sessions with people and that I use as an example is when I take screen time away from my kids, you know, that ultimately hurts me a little bit too, because that was time that I was going to. So I don't think boundaries, I think we think of boundaries as like, oh, these things to protect us and, and they are, but sometimes boundaries are things that are uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. not a bad way. They're just not like, you know, the, it's not sitting down and eating chocolate. Like it is something that pushes us in some ways. Mm -hmm. And sometimes are even the good ones so it's it's hard it it's hard I've got another one playing in my mind because you know how gray has been begging me to play football yes begging me to play football and with Lynchburg City unless you join this specific team football really doesn't start till like seven or eight for the most part from yeah. what I can find well <laughs> there's a team in forest that starts oh. at five six. Yes, Alyssa. They practice three times a week, and games on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so there's a part of me that's like, oh my goodness, that's so exciting! Like I found a football team. He really wants to be on a football team. And then there's the other side of me that's like, oh Jenna. Can yeah. you even pull that off? Because baseball and you're about took you out, girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> it was, it was, it was a little much. It was, it was a lot. And that wasn't even three times a week. Yeah. Yeah. So there's the part of me that feels guilty. Like if I don't do this, I know that it's available. And I've yep. kept telling him it's not available <laughs> in yep. a couple of years or next year or whenever. But now I know it is available. Well, you know, I think 
almost falls into the category of like, in order to do something like that, that is that level of commitment, you have to clear, clear time somewhere else. Cause we only have the same amount of time each day, right? The day, mm-hmm. as much as we need them to be longer than 24 hours, sometimes like they don't get any longer. We have mm-hmm. 24 hours in a day. So I, I think that, and that's what I've done this summer. Like I've tried really hard to get a short work day on Tuesdays, but also mm-hmm. our activities on Tuesdays because we don't have childcare anymore. And if y'all haven't heard my famous swimming pool story, you're just going to have to go back <laughs> and take the main archives of that. But listen. Oh, you could relive it. <laughs> There's one thing Alyssa is not prepared to do this summer, and that is to relive that experience in any way. And that will be like happening if I have to take Cubby to the swim lesson that he is not getting. And I'm not sure he's old enough for the swim lesson that we go to. So we went fishing at Holiday Lake a couple of weeks ago. Full life jacket, like fishing, got the Paw Patrol fishing pole. Everybody was ready to go. Losing my voice. And a home skillet thought that he needed to be in that lake. First of all, it was like two degrees in the water, I'm sure. Second of all, we we're in the fishing side, but he was just like losing his mind because I would not let him get in the water. This child is not going to be near water unless he is in it. And I'm not taking him to swim lesson. And I had to cut my schedule down. It, it's not significant. I'm still getting around the same amount and I've figured out other places that I can put it if I need to. That means that I'm working like a super long Thursday, which is not anybody's favorite thing to do. But like you you have to, in order to pick something else up, you have to put something down or you have to finagle things around. And I think sometimes it's having those conversations with our kids of like, as working parents, this there's only so much we can do here. Like we can do this. And that might mean like you can only do one activity or that might mean that like, if we do this, we're going to lose a family night to go do whatever, walk, hike mm-hmm. and whatnot. Or if we, we do this, then mommy might have to work on Saturdays. I know that might not be the case for you, but like, there's just, there's mm-hmm. different things. I think they're getting to the age that we can have those conversations with them. And hopefully let them understand that like with everything, there is like a benefit and a drawback kind of situation mm-hmm. to kind of weigh it out and see what we're willing to do. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's how it has to go. And keep it moving schedule wise. Oh gosh. Just, okay. Speaking of schedules, I know this might not be so much for the people that do summer childcare or, um, continue with school. I know there are some schools that kind of go year round, but for a vast majority of moms, they probably have kids that are at home a little bit more and figuring that out. So I was a really mean mom this year. I told a client this today. I was a really mean mom this year and I went ahead and I made the summer checklist and we have like six things that Annalie has to do. They're very manageable. She's six mm-hmm. years old. She's almost, oh my gosh, she's going to be seven in like two weeks. Okay, let's not think about that. Oh my goodness, that's right. I'm not. I'm not prepared. We're just gonna we're gonna reel that back in. We're gonna take that part out. She's got like six things that she has to do every day, and they're not 
a lot, but I intended for her because I wanted her to start taking the initiative, doing a little bit of those early reading skills. She can check them off of her list. It's the same things every day. And it's like simple stuff, like get dressed, make your bed, clean up your room, do one chore, do one like learning page and one, um, activity. Like you can color a picture, you can do a puzzle, you can do a craft, play with Play-Doh, whatever. Don't care. We do still have some learning things that we're working through. So that takes care of that category. But you have to check all those things off before you're going to get video games, before you're going to watch any kind of TV for you. And it has been a struggle some days because there are days that I wake up specifically the last couple of weeks where I'm like, okay, let's just turn it on and like get them occupied so I can like mm-hmm. drink my coffee. Homegirl, I didn't tell you this. Homegirl got sent back to her room this morning before the coffee was poured. And it was not I who sent her back. And I felt very justified. No. She wakes up and just, just constantly. And you're like, what day is it? What is happening? What's the weather? Stop. She is such a morning person. She I can't not like she wakes up and she has, and it's, it's like deep stuff, girl. It's like, what do triceratopses eat? Have you seen this kind of tree before? And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> no. no. Stop talking. Stop talking. But I heard like this wailing this morning and I was like, what is going on? And it's just like, oh. I sent it back to her room because she wouldn't stop talking. And she shoved Austin out of the way so she could continue talking. That's really probably what got her in trouble. I was just like, (laughs) it was real good. But yeah, I I don't even feel bad about that one anymore. I think that is one that I could just keep it moving. And, you know, I want my kids to have the magic of childhood. I want them to experience summer. But... I also want them to have some kind of sense of like contribution and like, there's still like mm-hmm. some kind of order to our day. There will mm-hmm. be free days. There will be days that we just like, we were at my parents for Memorial Day weekend and it rained and we like hung out and did puzzles and ate brownie Sundays and watched way too much Disney plus. But you know, those, those days happen, but on normal days, I think it's a good thing to, have some kind of semblance to your day for the benefit of your kids. They sent home a whole entire like workbook packet from school. It's really cool um, to keep practicing like math and reading and all that stuff. And it had like coloring in there too. And Gray is all about it. Mm -hmm. He wants to finish it. He's already started it. I love it. Had to do the math last night. But within that packet (laughs) – is I swear to you a list of it's gotta be maybe I'm exaggerating because I might be slightly dramatic but a hundred things you can do over the summer oh yeah oh yeah it's a bucket list and I'm like and he's like oh we can do this we can do this we can do this and I'm like what yeah what how can we check four off at one time that's my I know that's my motivation oh no it's true and like So you have one thing on your side. I'm not saying be dishonest. I'm just saying maybe don't advertise all of the words on the page. He can't read them yet. (laughs) No, he went through every single one of them, Melissa. What does this say? What does this say? Oh, 
Oh, he wanted to read it. Oh, it was, <laughs> he didn't just want to know what it, he wanted to read it. Oh, good. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. And I like try to divert, you know, like, oh, look at this one. No, mommy. What is this one? <laughs> you know, I think that's make bubbles. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> that that can be like, you know, either something that you're like, what can you do at the Anand and Dad's house? Or that can be something that you can like, because again, we're, we're all about keeping it moving past all that guilt here. We are doing what we can do. And you know what? If our kids don't get to check all 100 things off of the bucket list, that's cool. We're uh, the, the whole thousand hours outside thing. It's not about making a thousand hours. It's about mm-hmm. doing stuff that you wouldn't have done otherwise. Spending time outdoors that you wouldn't have otherwise spent outside because you were like trying to intentionally do that. So intentionally marking stuff off the bucket list, it doesn't have to be done over summer. It can be done over three summers. It can be done before Christmas. I mean, if it's not like swimming. <laughs> so <laughs> you can get creative with the things to not box yourself in. Yeah. When they bring you that stuff and they're like, I really want to do this. And you're like, there is no human way possible that as a working parent or a parent with a you know another child or a parent with not wanting to be busy off single every moment of summer. (laughs) There's limitations there. And I think that's part of that. Like you have to do what's within your limits because we've talked about this so much and I need to hear it every single day. So I guess I'm going to keep saying it. It doesn't matter what you go do with your kids. If you're not in a good mental mindset for it, it's not going to mm-hmm. be enjoyable for anyone and you're just going to be more stressed out and more burnt out and be losing your voice at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Piling on the things just to get them done is not worth it. No, it's not. That That's kind of like, you know, it, it it's just a temptation for sure, but it doesn't mm-hmm. actually help things not good for anybody yeah not good for anybody so another one that we've done to keep it moving and i did not enjoy this last night but we are in a very selective phase of three you know how people always talk about the terrible twos i've noticed that everybody who talks about the terrible twos are people that don't have a child who's three yet and there is the terrible twos. Sure. I understand there's like some stuff going on there. Let's talk about three. There is the terrifying threes. <laughs> like if the twos are terrible, <laughs> the threes are like a tsunami three. They're the worst. Tornado three. They are like, they are <laughs> something special. And Austin turned three about six weeks ago. And dear Jesus. <laughs> It's like it just all goes downhill. Buckle up, buttercup. Just straight downhill. It's like I saw a a reel on this the other day. I wish I could remember what it was. I almost sent it to you. But it's like the twos now have experience with a brain. They do. So they know what to do and they've they've practiced. They're not just these little like emotionally dysregulated blobs. No, no. (laughs) They're not. There is. They're now these 
little dysregulated blobs with little brain. They do. And they have a brain. They can think through things. And they have, I think what's so frustrating about three is they have words, but they don't always understand or want to use them. Like sometimes they're just like, and you're like, I know that you can talk, but <laughs> instead of talking, you're meowing. That's a popular one here. Or you're screaming or you're just like laid out on the floor. Uh, we, we had a little situation last night where he was eating food is food is such a hard one for us. We've done the whole feeding issues episode. If you'd like to hear that, it's a couple episodes back, but girl, I always struggle with dinner because I'm like, okay, number one, I don't want you to be hungry and not go to sleep. Number two, I don't know if this is a new food issue that we're having to deal with. Number three, like, oh my gosh, the anxiety just all kind of floods back in. But last night he had a plate full of preferred food. There was one thing on there that was not preferred, but like he normally just tolerates that. He literally looks up at our good homeschooler bookshelf that's in our kitchen and saw if you give a mouse a cookie and became <laughs> fixated on the facts that if the mouse could have a cookie, he should also have a cookie. And he was just not, he was not coming back from that cookie, cookie, cookie. He didn't actually use his words. I should say that he used his words. Then he began to scream. And I was like, I cannot with you. I, so I left, I left, I tried, I tried to talk it out with him. I came back. I was like, let's use your words. What do you want? Can you point? Can you, I don't know, use sign language. I'm not sure. He knows some of that too. It was just nothing, just screaming in the chair. Our feeding therapist told us long ago, because this use this was a, a little situation we worked through around like 14 months. She's like, if he's just screaming and he's not like communicating, this was before when he was putting like getting non-preferred food on his tray. She's like, you have to put him down so that he knows that like screaming is not like you'll work with him, but screaming is not the, the ticket here. So I put him down last night, just pulled that little knowledge out of the, the back pocket there. And oh, the terror, the terrible <laughs> he gave me. I sent you a picture. He was just glaring at me in the corner. Glaring. Having this whole big situation over in. I let him stay at the gate. I tried offering him his boots. I tried offering him his Paw Patrol slippers. I tried offering him his cup. He would stop crying, take the thing, grin at it, put it down, and begin to scream again. So I moved him across the room because he was just very loud. Okay. He was real loud. And I was trying to like find my brain. And I kept asking him, I'm like, do you want to eat? Do you want your chips? And I was like, all right, this is good. This is real good. And I'm not saying this is going to work every time, but finally I was like, okay, I guess you're all done. And I made a production of taking the plate and putting it near the chicken plate. I didn't actually put it on the chicken plate yet. Oh, he lost it even more. So I brought it back. I grabbed him. I said, do you want to eat? I put him in his chair. I put his bib back on him and I walked away and I peeked around the corner and he was chowing down on even not he was shoving the food in his mouth. <laughs> like you were going to give my grilled cheese sandwich to the chickens. You know what? They will fight you over a grilled cheese. Those chickens will. They're grateful for their grilled cheese. Maybe you shouldn't <laughs> scream at me is what I was thinking in my head. I said none of that to him. <laughs> But another way that we're keeping it moving around here this summer is, you know, the internal, 
all the amusing internal dialogue that we need to get through the tough situations and just setting some of those firm boundaries, even if it does result in a little bit of, well, revolt, even if it revolts. <laughs> if it's a revolt, that <laughs> nice Freudian, Freudian slip there. Oh, it's been, it's too late. It's just been a long day. <laughs> but yes, yeah, just, just that, just all of that. Um, even if it results in a revolt, um, setting, setting some of those boundaries that they're not comfortable because like you're having to deal with the fallout of the tantrum, but ultimately it's like kind of setting your standard and, and that's not just about food and dinner, but that's anything in which your toddler decides to throw a, or your almost seven-year-old decides to throw mm. a bit. Like I've, I've gotten to the point where I look at her and I'm just like, I know you are not screaming like that. Like what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah. All the revolts. Okay. They're just so extra. So extra. They are extra. And I think that's really important to remember on the minute of like when you're getting ready to like just lose it. Just remember they are extra. I don't know why they're being extra right now, but they're just a little bit extra and I'm not going to be extra. (laughs) The point is we can keep it moving with these boundaries, with some different things. And the big thing is if we are setting a boundary that is for the good or the safety or the mental health needs of ourself or our kids or their overall well-being everybody may not like it but we need to keep it moving past the mama guilt that comes with that we need to keep it moving past the little revolts that come from them and i think we can actually get to a place that we really enjoy summer Mm -hmm. if we just have some some general general play by these rules and mm-hmm. refuse to let ourselves feel guilty about them if we're doing it from a good place and you know, trying to better our kids or ourselves or protect our mental health, which is the overall goal. Okay, mm-hmm. this is a really long episode. We're, we might get to trim it down a little bit. Depends. Depends on how many revolts happen tomorrow while I'm working on my CEs and if I can get to the actual editing. But you guys can continue to like and share. Find us on Instagram. We were a little silent this weekend while we were working through all of the May Simber woes. But we are back. Please let us know what you'd like to hear episodes on. And remember that you can like, share, and find us on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Apple, Google, and Spotify. And remember guys, we're rooting for you. You can do this and we'll see you next time.